0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TraderCold Crypto Podcast. Uh, I'm back again, second interview of the year. Pretty pumped about this one. Very interesting person to speak with yesterday as well. I've uh, I've got Miguel Francis Santiago. Now, Miguel is the producer of the Future Is Now Media Group, which is doing a um, a documentary series called the future is now on um, on on blockchain, and uh, I'm really interested to hear what you've got to say and what you've learned there, Miguel. It's an absolute pleasure having you on on the show. Thank you so much for your time,
1: Craig. Uh, likewise, uh, happy to be here. Thanks so much for making the time and uh, taking a, a small interest in, in you know in, in in the cinematic, I guess the the cinematic uh, 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 viewpoint on things, and really that's what I do. I, I come from a background of of filmmaking, documentary uh, making, uh, journalism in part as well, political journalism to be precise, which is always uh, an experience of its own. Potato. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, ever since buying some altcoins in 2017 and then, you know, seeing them grow exponentially and, then you know, feeling the, uh, I guess, the power of crypto, even though at that moment and perhaps I didn't realize it then I realize it now that that power was really the blowing of a bubble. Mm. Uh, but, uh, n- nonetheless, you know, the, the whole concept of, of tokenization and decentralization, it, it quickly caught on to me. And, uh, as a, as a futurist from a young age, you know, somebody who, you know played the Battletech board game back in the day, if you remember that one <laughs> it was a long time ago, but you know uh always interested in AI always interested in in startups had some experience in in doing uh, uh internet startups like groupon uh uh for example uh in Russia you know it was just natural that when I realized what bitcoin is uh, i I took an interest and started. Uh, using my, I guess, skill sets to uh, expand and, and cover and discover uh, that whole space. So, been doing that ever since. Uh, creating a uh, what we like to we like to say uh, uh, image making the space where we try to scale the stories, uh, scale the happenings. Uh, uh, that are going around in in the uh, blockchain, and lately, as of late, not just the blockchain space, to, to really kind of bring it out to the people through a format of cinema, through a format of emotions and feelings, and something that people are used to uh, on the wider scale uh, uh, to uh, experience, uh, which is really, I, I think, films and, and and that kind of stuff. So we we figured that the cinematic language is the most uh, international language, and if and if you uh, give uh, the people, including uh, newcomers as well as the community who is really aware of the industry, a cinematic outlook on the industry, perhaps that can inspire uh, more interest, raise more awareness, uh, and really uh, you know um, help shape an image for an industry that is otherwise in the mainstream is really being, I think for the most part, either FUD or, you know, uh, some form of that.
0: It's been Uh, demonized (laughs) and it has been speculatively, uh, thrown around, um, sort of saying, Oh, it might go up, but it's never going to be worth it. You're quite right. The best way of putting it is FUD really. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm all for anybody doing anything around getting the, uh, the understanding of the space up and running and that's the whole reason why I do the podcast the way that I do I, I don't talk about the tokenomics or this that or the other I'm really focused on the business case and we're really trying to reach out to people outside uh, of the typical uh, crypto community as well as obviously providing great content for those within it to try and bring more people in and give them a really good understanding of what's actually all about so let's talk about the show itself I mean what are you doing? Where are you getting your content? Where are you going? And how are you, how are you telling this, this amazing story, uh, the blockchain is?
1: Well, uh, I started, uh, believe it or not, uh, on a, an international uh, news network, a political news network. Uh, I mean, now all news networks are political, to be honest. <laughs> uh, no matter if it's CNN, CNBC, you know, Al Jazeera, or RT. In my case, it was RT. Uh, uh, Russia Today and uh, I after a five-year career of doing political journalism and documentarism on that network I uh, was given a chance to uh, discover the world of blockchain and bring it forth to the mainstream to well to an alternative stream because I would still consider RT an alternative news network uh, but still the reach is quite large it 's uh, nine different uh, uh, languages twenty three different countries, uh, you know uh, nine different channels uh, broadcasting uh, uh, the news spectrum and I was given uh, an online uh, opportunity to have an online show uh, with parts of it that made it to the end of the news of the daily news. Uh, on international television. So that was exciting. I was able to uh, really uh, sort of popularize and spearhead this whole uh, uh, Bitcoin boom, you know, late 2017 to early 2018 uh, um, in, a, in a more positive light. Although I, you know, we were critical, of course. We always showed the, uh, 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 the downsides of the concepts of the ICOs, but yet we also showed the success stories of some of these people. How they were able to, uh, you know, raise uh, in twenty seconds ten million dollars (laughs) in Singapore. There was one one token that 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 managed to do that. Uh, You know, uh, having a fairly solid uh, uh, working uh, MVP and proof of concept. You know, and so we were also uh, sort of discovering this space together uh, uh, with with the rest of the people uh, and really bringing forth the events and the innovators and just the whole community uh, to the masses. And, uh, you know, and then eight months down the line, uh, I figured that even though I, I, I love uh, uh, RT, and I've, I'm very thankful to the, the channel for what it has done for me, uh, 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 and given me so many opportunities, but I realized that uh, uh, decentralized media also has no limits, and you could do uh, much more uh, in the concept of a media company uh, in this uh, uh, disruptive tech space, as we later stretched into AI, uh, robotics, and now we're getting into CBD, AI uh, gaming uh, with the future is now media. So I just basically took my experience of uh, working a network, running uh, uh, you know a small speck of it uh, in, in the guise of production and you know authorship and uh, post-production execution, and we decided to create our own uh, little news uh, 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 portal called The Future Is Now Community, uh, which later became The Future Is Now Media Group, and, and created a, a spin-off of, of my my show on RT, uh, uh, which we then you know took into, into this decentralized space. So long story short, even though it was a little long, sorry. It is two <laughs> in the morning here, where I'm at. So I'm a little, I'm a little under the night. (laughs) So I'm sorry if I ramble. (laughs) No, it's not a problem at all. I understand exactly what you're saying and what you're doing. And
0: what I am interested in is with your background, of course, um, you know, being one of, you know, from a very prestigious place of media, and obviously building out the future is now, which is your media group uh, and consulting group. Um, I mean, what what sort of, I suppose, um, bandwidth are you getting viewer wise, where, where are you being able to share this type of content with? Cause I, I note as I go through, uh, the future is now dot communal, basically the future is now website. Um, I able to see that you, you sat down with, with the likes of Larry King. I mean, obviously you see John McAfee there. There's a, there's a whole bunch of I mean, Larry King a couple of times. You, you've done some quite, um, quite amazing pieces which does you know beg the question, is this getting the sort of viewership that it probably deserves?
1: Well, uh, it's not. I would say that it is in the community and we like to, uh, we are mm, essentially more of a B2B, but also B2B with a C at the end where we are trying to get yeah. uh, 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 the, uh, uh, let's just say, Uh, an even eye and even scope of the industry and bring it forth to someone that might be new to this industry that that is coming in and perhaps wants to look at uh, uh, an interesting digest that is uh, done in, in high quality, informative, cinematic, fun to watch, you know, with a glass of red uh, or (laughs) or something else uh, and, and and really kind of submerge into the space. So that's what, what really the, the, these 20, you know, anywhere between 20 to 30 minute episodes uh, do. And uh, uh, some people just recently actually at where we met at the Malta summit yeah. uh, have come up to me saying that, you know, Miguel, we, we turned on the last uh, Malta uh, blockchain uh, Malta AIBC summit spring edition uh, episode, uh, which was shot in May, 2019. Uh, and uh, we wa- we saw that it was twenty eight minutes, and we were like, "Oh God!" And then we watched the first two minutes, and we couldn't stop. You know, and yeah. and uh, one of our one of our co producers, which was in the film, uh, uh, also mentioned that you know my son uh, came up to me saying, "Daddy, you look like a Hollywood actor now. What is this?" <laughs> you know, so so when when kids, uh, another another gentleman said that uh, you know my 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 son asked me mommy where are you going why are you going to malta what is this and i showed him 5 minutes of that video and he was like wow mommy this is so cool i want to come with you so i guess that's something that that uh, you know I, I i i was like wow if if we if we are making this appealing to uh, let's just say teenagers or kids, yep. then that means uh, with the information value that's in there, perhaps it could be appealing to the adults. I mean, you mentioned Larry King, uh, that particular, that was our third episode that got me uh, interviewed uh, uh, by uh, Forbes magazine for one of their uh, blockchain uh, contributing sections. And, and that was exciting. Uh, yes. Because we, 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 tr- we tried our best to create an informative piece and really focused that on uh, Larry King being at the uh, blockchain futurist conference in uh, 2018 in August. And it it was just a a very uh, almost shiver, shiver, shivered down moment when Larry started speaking about the good technology and the bad technology and uh, making a a comparison between somebody that's uh, in a lab trying to uh, create a, cure for Alzheimer's and someone else in a lab uh, uh, trying to create a miniature nuke. And, uh, you know, he, he almost cried at the end of that, of that uh, thought, thought paragraph that, that he uh, gave to us during that interview uh, where he said, it's important to support the good uh, uh, in this spectrum of technology. And that's why basically I'm in blockchain. That's why he, you know, uh, was taking an interest In this technology, uh, uh, was uh, participating in promoting this technology, and that was exciting. So, uh, I cannot say that we're getting worldwide viewership, but we're taking it slow, uh, piece by piece. Uh, Our brand is uh, being built, uh, we're being recognized. We are speaking to Netflix and uh, Hulu, as well as considering uh, Amazon to look for bigger sources of. Of independent distribution, uh, that's not attached to any networks or any sort of you know uh, 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 channels uh, that that may have some political spectrum or whatnot. You know, we're really trying to seek out an independent distributor because we want to continue uh, that sort of decentralized stance uh, on our approach. Um, but you know, slowly but surely, uh, we're getting there. Uh, we're looking at 2020 is looking better than ever. Uh, we, we just did our first iGaming uh, uh, conference shortly after Malta, so done by Sigma as well, the Sigma's uh, uh, world's iGaming uh, village. Uh, and also we did, the of course, the medical, uh, I believe you were there for that as well, the uh, cannabis, uh, uh, yep. medical cannabis summit world. Uh, so we're also looking to uh, tell the stories of those uh, I- industries, of those niches, because the stories are not being told. And that's the vacuum that we've noticed that not a lot of stories are being told. There is, of course, the analytical content. There are are vlogs. uh, There are uh, great blogs and uh, podcasts as well. And this is all uh, amazing on the go. I think uh, uh, information value content that's really received well and could Really spread well because it's it is indeed uh, comfortable uh, to uh, experience at your own time, but we're trying to make a bet on on creating that visual uh, uh, cinematic side of it all, so that hopefully uh, eventually we can get the uh, worldwide distribution traction. And, and, and see how we can help the industry scale from there.
0: So. That is really, really exciting, mate, to, uh, to be honest. I, mean, I think that's a really big thing with content these days as well, is that, I mean, you said it at the very beginning of our conversation that, um, you know, every media is politicized these days. And I think that there's a lot more space now for that independent content that is sort of, um, I mean, look, it, it can certainly be biased. Don't, don't, you know, when I say it's impartial, some are impartial, others are certainly not. But it's up to the um, the viewer to decide really uh, and to have someone out there creating good quality content and stories. Like the, the the word stories, it's something that fun- features quite heavily in what I do. There's nothing like a good story. Now that story can lead to nowhere and just be funny or it can have a very, very powerful point that comes through. But the beauty of stories is it captures people's attention. It keeps them engaged and often it can be told in a way that's not all this tech speak. I mean, a lot of people... I saw it during the ICO boom. You'd see at these events you'd go to, no no doubt you saw it as well, Miguel. You'll, You'll see someone get up and it'll be their CTO talking to an audience of potential investors. And I'm standing there going like, you really don't know how to engage people. All you're doing is talking tech, and you know you're speaking to probably one percent of the room, or perhaps back in those early days, it might have been more like ten percent of the room. Um, but you're not you're not engaging me at all, and you might be doing me the disservice of missing out on the best opportunity of my entire life because you don't know how to communicate that message. And that was something that frustrated me. A great deal back through 2017 early 2018 and that was sort of the reason why we started this podcast was to try and disseminate some of that information break it down into easy understandable chunks and throw some fun in there engage with the people and allow those people to understand what's actually going on as opposed to let's just talk technology so that's really exciting to see that you're out there facilitating that need as far as i see as being a very important one well what are some of the biggest things that you've learned of course you getting in a few years back Uh, In the 17 boomers, as I did, I was July 17, I got started in this space. What geez, that's been three years now! My goodness, how time flies when you're having fun! Oh, yeah, um, but. Out of that period of time, what have you learned? What have you seen change the most? Has there been any snippets from individuals? You spoke to the story with Larry King talking about, uh, I believe, what Happy Gilmore in the movie Happy Gilmore covered, which is harness the good, block the bad, uh, in reference to, uh, you know, you can either help people building a nuke or help people build a cure for Alzheimer's. I mean, what have you seen as some key takeaways or key changes that have really shifted your thought process when it comes to blockchain?
1: Well, I realized that nothing really is decentralized, even though we'd like it to be. Uh, That's one thing. And I just really wanted to go back and quickly cover what you mentioned with, you know, people going up on stage, especially in this industry, and not really knowing how to convey and communicate their message. And, uh, you know, I I truly believe from, uh, you know, what you do and I do, it's really the same side. Uh, of of of, a, of, a, of the same coin, uh, just just in in, in in different parts of it. But uh, uh, that's one thing that we've also uh, realized uh, we can help uh, as as uh, experienced storytellers and communicators and authors. Uh, we started creating branding uh, films and branding content uh, for some of these companies. Uh, who we've partnered with and that also uh, enabled us really to uh, feed the budget and continue creation of the of the media group Uh, because you know uh, you have to have some sort of uh, financial backing in order to create beautiful images and uh, create the quality uh, of content that that we do Um, and and I think that's to be honest with you, that's one of the opportunities that I've I've also discovered for myself, and and really uh, that enabled me to uh, grow as a professional uh, in in what I do, um, and and I feel that um, that's that's something that I learned about myself through this experience, uh, but what I picked up along the way uh, as far as uh, this particular industry. Uh, is really that you know we are still in in the most the most uh, downright baby steps uh, that we can be. Uh, it's 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 unbelievable uh, what is really ahead for us in this uh, uh, tokenization, uh, blockchain, uh, and big data industry. Uh, I think that uh, the use cases are coming. Uh, I think that an impending financial crisis is coming. I think that we're going to see an exact repeat of what we've seen with, uh, publications like Newsweek saying that there's going to be nothing that can, uh, replicate, uh, Newsweek magazine, no internet can come near. And then, uh, a few years down the line, you know, uh, the, uh, Creditors solved the security issue of credit cards and paying online. Google solved the issue of finding things. Uh, You know, uh, social networks solved the issue of knowing people and communicating to people. And then all of a sudden, Internet is bigger than what Newsweek could have ever been uh, in its entirety. And I think um, uh, in the place of Newsweek, uh, we can take banks and we can take today's financial, traditional, what we call old world now, old uh, world economical structures that are in that same uh, state. You know, uh, it still amazes me that one body out of one country, for some reason, has the ultimate authority on what is a security and what is not. And uh, how much that one body has been uh, essentially uh, preventing Uh, I mean, it it has been, of course, protecting, and I'm not going to deny that. It has been protecting uh, investors, but at the same time, it has been preventing anything that can come even close to uh, disrupting its uh, financial hegemony. Uh, uh, And it's been really uh, 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 halting a lot of the progress as well. Uh, So I think all of these uh, institutions, all of these. Financial dogmas are about to break, and uh, it's amazing that we're going to experience, witness, and hopefully document this whole uh, what we like to call cyberolution. Yes, yeah. uh, next world's revolution, which is absolutely cyber and beyond.
0: Oh, I couldn't couldn't agree more, and I, I love the um, I love the fact that you know you're sort of seeing the same sort of things playing out as what I am at the moment. We can't we we can't really continue the way we are at the, at this stage in time. I mean, we, we just don't have any, but what what makes me giggle is when they say, well, you, Bitcoins just been made out of thin air. It's like, and don't you just, you know, make us dollars and print them. Like what's that backed by other than the war machine? So that's a whole other, another whole, you know, walk down the rabbit hole, I suppose. But I mean, from my point of view, when it comes to this space, just touching on that whole point of infancy, I, I couldn't agree more. We, we're still there without real use applications for the most part. I mean, there will be certainly comments that I'll get through this show that people will say, well, what about this? What about that? And yes, I'm sure there are some real use cases. Absolutely. I know of who myself, but when it comes to real mainstream use case, like the internet, you know, it wasn't until sort of, I think Alta Vista, that was the first sort of search engine function I used back in the day. Um, but there was really an easy way to search the internet or use the internet. That was the breakthrough moment or one of the breakthrough moments to actually get people using the internet. Now, how do we get people using tokens? How do we get people using blockchain? Well, the same sort of thing. We need to have some sort of application that allows it to be easy, more affordable and, you know, marketable. That's the other thing because, you know, for me to send, I've lived in different parts around the world. And if I wanted to send money or receive money in these different parts of the world, I have to use one of these other, you know, um, companies which would absolutely take you to town not only would they sting you on the currency conversion they'd also charge you an arm and a leg just for the right to uh, rip you off um, now if i was to send bitcoin ethereum whatever it may be uh, from one board to the next and then convert back across to that fiat well then it works just fine but it's not sexy and people often are told that they can lose everything and they can but a little bit of research you know the bank makes you fill out forms right well, in crypto, you don't have to fill out the forms per se, but you just need to make sure that you have a bit of an idea as, as to exactly what you're doing. So because we haven't had that real rubber-hit-the-road moment just yet, it's basically been a speculative market for the time being. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that that occur. And, of course, we are seeing the the rise this year in price thus far, around 25% as we speak, um, which has been really, really good. And hopefully we can start to see a little bit more uh, upside to that, bringing more people uh, into the space and more media coverage as well what are your big plans for 2020 mate i mean obviously you did a lot of travel through 2019 what's the big ones for you this year
1: yeah i and just to add to our previous uh, to your previous uh, 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 question there also what you know john mcafee uh, for example you know uh, what what he uh, one of the one of those things that i also picked up along the way i guess you know blockchain is really the ultimate record of truth it's the ultimate record of real history, like imagine if history was written on a blockchain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing? Because you mentioned that you know, people say, hey, you're, you know, Bitcoin's out of thin air. Yeah, dollars are as well. No gold reserves as of, as of now are anymore backing uh, the uh, US dollar hegemony, uh, which is obviously failing with the rise of China uh, and so on. But mm, mm, just imagine if. Uh, you know, really, the dollar is uh, really the epitome of history being written by the conquerors. And uh, I think after World War II, the uh, US has had a major move in on just the overall world hegemony, uh, just as, you know, Russia and Soviet Union to some extent. And, and of course, uh, you know, everyone who met in, uh, including Great Britain, of course, and everyone who met uh, in Crimea's Yalta. With Stalin, which was this one big event with Winston Churchill and uh, Theodore Roosevelt and Stalin, where they basically met and carved up the world after World War II. Uh, You know, uh, those those winners uh, tried and are still trying today to write history uh, with their own accord. Uh, See, see, blockchain really solves all that. Uh, uh, Blockchain uh, can document these things. And, and create the ultimate record of truth. And that's a concept of course, but if you take it smaller uh, to uh, our everyday life level, there's so much to be done with just that one uh, uh, analogy, just that one uh, uh, metaphor of blockchain being uh, an ultimate record of truth. So I mean, the future is definitely amazing uh, for, for this space. Um, And as far as my plans for 2020, uh, well, we just did, we just came back from Hong Kong uh, uh, two weeks ago. We covered uh, Chain 2020, which was a 12,000 people conference. It was the largest blockchain event I've ever seen. It was literally 12,000 people at the uh, Asia World Expo Hall next to the Hong Kong airport, which literally seats like 15,000 people, or even 20,000 people, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it it, it it showed me and got me thinking that, you know, uh, China is really coming in. I mean, uh, uh, it was actually sponsored by a new uh, a USDA, which is US dollar for Asia, a stable coin uh, 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 that, let's just say, has. A very very uh, strong uh, uh, Asian continent influence and and, and the backing of, of that of that coin. So I mean, crypto is coming. It, it, it's it's really uh, it, it's 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 really amazing that you know uh, an event like that was educating 12th and it was really a, a, an educational event. There were no uh, vendors, there were no companies there present. It was just uh, the sort of creme de la creme. Uh, speakers, uh, and uh, many of whom you and I both have seen at the uh, Malta AIBC summit uh, earlier uh, in November, and and twelve thousand uh, uh, people from all over China who really wanted to, uh, who are successful in their own businesses, but who are really uh, keen on learning uh, blockchain and AI, and see how uh, it can be implemented. In the future, in regards to them and their surroundings, and that's amazing. I mean, uh, big step—not not to support China in its overall sort of, you know, uh, uh, conquering of the world, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, that's a smart move. That's that's important to to uh, raise that kind of awareness, not to black label it and to uh, uh, make it something uh, that is, you know, bubble bad. Uh, scams, etc. All roaches always crawl from under the log uh, when a new technology uh, hits the fan. Uh, just like with the internet, just like with the dot com boom, you know, uh, it's all the same. Uh, but in the end, uh, these sort of technologies happen even the most disruptive, the most breakthrough. And it's 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 a shame that uh, we don't have such large events uh, in the states, except maybe consensus. But even that. I think is more of a B2B event rather than actually opening the doors to the general New York area uh, and uh, nationwide U.S. and inviting everybody who has never really uh, gotten a a true feeling of what technology is to come and experience, uh, you know, a discussion from some, some of the, uh, let's just say, uh, front runners of the space. So, uh, but just, just an example of, of my plans for 2020 is really to uh, uh, see and seek out these kind of events, events that are uh, 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 really educational, because I feel that that's where some of the most moving content uh, can be captured, uh, because it's not so much market making and it's not so much uh, you know the the usual sort of ICO bazaar, as I like to call it, is when all these you know stands are standing. Uh, right, in, 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 yeah. in a huge wall selling their product, uh, but uh, more of a, of a really uh, a B2C uh, uh, experience. And I got to tell you, we've been focusing a lot on the B2B because we've been doing a lot of the things in the community, by the community, for the community. But uh, I feel that um, uh, if we ever really want to uh, reach the masses, we plan to scale down some of our messaging to create uh, a more uh, uh, easy to understand uh, uh, scripting and some of our uh, in, in, in some of our of our approaches to to how we screenwrite our episodes, uh, and then hopefully spread the word to a more general public, uh, because I think uh, that's a piece we're trying to play. We're trying to help mass adoption. You know, in as little. Uh, bit of a, of a sphere as we can, but you know, the more of us out there, uh, like you, for example, and many other people that are, are propelling this through all kinds of media sources, I think the faster we will scale and create mass adoption. So, my, my plan is just to uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, find, find a, a, a more uh, a potent way to play a role in that in, in, in mass adoption.
0: And Miguel, it's been an absolute pleasure learning more about what you're doing. The content is absolutely amazing. I wish you all the best for 2020 and ongoing. I'm sure that you won't have any problems growing with the space and that's what happens really is that uh, as the space grows, we all grow and develop together and that's what we're really all about here is mass adoption, helping others to get involved and understand exactly what is going on and not to be sucked in by some of the crap that's out there. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say a big thank you to Miguel Francis Santiago, who's founder and producer The future is now. Media group. Now, Miguel, where we find out more information about yourself and the project.
1: Oh, uh, you can go to now dot community. That's our website, and our YouTube channel is uh, right there as well. And uh, hopefully, enjoy some more content with a you know with a bottle or two.
0: (laughs) Guys, go check it out. It is good stuff. And we will be speaking to Miguel again in the future to see exactly what's going on. I'll probably bump into you somewhere in I don't know, somewhere in the world over the next year or so, mate. Look forward to doing so again. Thank you very much for
1: your time. Craig, thank you so much for having me and best of all to you, and thank you for what you're doing, my friend.
0: No dramas at all, mate, ladies and gentlemen. Have a fantastic day. Speak to you again soon. Bye for now.